everyone. This is your friendly disclaimer that the first 30 minutes or so, maybe 35 after intro music, is Chelsea and I going off about politics and what happened the other day at the nation's capital. We feel a lot of feelings. We say a lot of things. If you want to skip past that and jump right into the thick of it, which is Superman lives and Nick Cage, speed ahead, no, no tea, no shade. But um, if you want to feel some things and scream a little bit and get a little mad, stick around through all of it. If not, see you guys in 35 minutes. Great. Hey, what's up? My name's Noelle, and um, today I'm a little exhausted emotionally. Oh. Um, well, and I'm Chelsea, and I'm the perfectly coiffed hair of Barbara Streisand's ex-husband. I had mine pre-prepared. Uh, are you exhausted because of the attempted coup against our capital yesterday? Yeah, man. What a dystopian world we live in. We're like literally one of the first messages I sent on Slack, Slacker teams. If you work in like a tech company, you know what I'm talking about, which is like the uh, corp, like the group chat of work. Mm-hmm. And I was like, isn't it wild that we're all just like here working? Like there's not a fucking coup going on. Like, are we allowed to like not and it was so weird it was such a weird thing like i was watching so i was watching cnn all morning long Mm -hmm. i was just watching for the proceedings right yeah to see what motherfuckers are going to stand up there and open their big fat dumb mouths and say that the election was rigged i wanted to see what they they were counting electoral college votes and some people were like no we're not gonna yeah Yeah. like i wanted to see what they look like because usually when you vote you can do it like anonymously. Yeah. I wanted to see who was going to step up and open their dumb fucking mouths. And, um, a lot of people were, but it was like this across the aisle, open, honest, constructive conversation. Like I hate Ted Cruz. He's a little fucking Zodiac killer cuck. And he was out here licking the boots, right? Like shining clean on fucking Trump because he doesn't nice. Sorry, I threw it on the bed <laughs> and then it just bounced right off. He doesn't want to fucking lose Trump's supporter base because he probably wants to try to run in twenty four. Um, despite Trump literally calling his wife like ugly and fat and like derailing Ted Cruz's career completely, he's still like licking those boots clean, right? Yeah, he reek. Everyone thought it was uh Mitt Romney, but it's actually Ted yeah, Cruz. Yeah, it's fucking Ted Cruz. And even him, even that pudgy little bitch got on there and was like whether you believe it or not, like 50,000 Americans do. And that's mm-hmm. a problem. And while this, what I would consider constructive nonpartisan conversation was happening, I was watching that live. That's why I was fucking there. These fucking y'all Qaeda looking motherfuckers start banging through the goddamn windows of the fucking Capitol. And I was like, no fucking way, dude. No fucking way. 
You want to talk about snowflakes? Oh my god! So you want to talk about liberal tears? I was at work, so I wasn't watching it. But then my phone started popping off with all these parlor alerts. Oh god! And I don't have—I'm not subscribed to any of them except uh, Alex Jones's, obviously, and Infowars, obviously. Sure. And they start calling, like start popping off for the revolution. And it, those accounts send out a lot of shit. And normally it's one of those things where I'm like typing at work and I look over and it's like, oh, we're, we're the new revolution needs you to buy vitamins. And I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> typical like selling shit. Typical but then Alex it, Jones. Yeah. But then I see footage of like they're bringing the cross in and like patriots are taking down the flags. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm leaning over. I'm like looking at what's happening on my phone. Yeah. And I'm getting it, the the narrative from the parlor sense. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, what is happening? And the echo chamber in there of them egging people on uh, was absolutely wild. Oh, I can only imagine. And then uh, it's funny that you say the snowflakes, because when I did the field medic training for the BLM stuff, mm-hmm. they were like, OK, well, what you need to do is you need to wear a helmet. Write your phone number on your body so if you get knocked out by the police, people can take photos and then they can circulate through social media and your family can find you. Uh, Wear protective eyewear. Um, Don't wear contacts because it burns more when you get maced. And I was like, okay, cool. And then it was like, you need to tell people your plan of how much violence you're willing to engage in. So my little group of medics, one of them was like, well, my kids are going to be with me. Can't do any violence. I'm going to dip out. Another person was like, I'll try to keep up can't run that fast but i'll do what i can Mm -hmm. so it's very that and then when that woman got shot in the fucking chest Mm -hmm. you hear someone saying the medic will come through when you all calm down and i was so gooped because i didn't go to any uh protests a blm protest where anything popped off but i was like really she's shot she's surrounded by cops and nerds with like dangerous nerds, mind you, with selfie sticks, and you're not going to come through because you're frightened. Mm-hmm. You're the fucking medic. Yeah. Like, and it was seriously like the medic won't come through till you calm down. And this wasn't the paramedics. This was like, like you said, y'all Qaeda, mm-hmm. not wanting to go through until everyone stopped yelling at yeah. them. Yep. Oh, it's been it's been it's been a treat, man. It is, and this is where I wanted to thank you for um, the work that you do because, um, as listeners know, you like to internet cosplay as um, mm-hmm. a Republican woman. Yep. And I finally, I think it was kind of like my sense of self breaking yesterday that mm-hmm. brought me to this point today where I have also decided to internet cosplay as a bleeding heart patriot. And not, and I'm like invoking God. I'm talking about supporting our troops in every breath I have. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing has brought me more joy than being able to go after a Trump supporter and call them an un-American domestic terrorist. The the morality, yeah. The I want to say like the moral boner. Is yeah, that a good way to put it. Yeah, is I'm flexing yeah. it so hard. I'm like. Look at this unpatriotic piece of shit. Like, yeah. trying to climb through to get Vice President Pence? Not our, on my watch. Our Vice not President? Not on my goddamn watch. Yeah, I've been going real hard. Because, oh, I know it. Like it or not, like, you can't do that. Like, we, even if Trump would have won, 
Like, we all are under the agreement that you can't storm the Capitol and start murdering people. Mm -hmm. And the thing that's annoying is like, oh, we're doing this for a revolution. This is a revolution. Y'all came fucking dressed in flags. Like, you didn't come dressed for the revolution. You guys came to cause a ruckus Mm -hmm. and get your voices heard and then go home. Mm -hmm. Like, you didn't come for a revolution. Like, clearly all of these people have never been in any sort of conflict whatsoever. And I'm not going to pretend that I have. Mm -hmm. But I think any reasonable person knows that when you go to war you're not holding a fucking starbucks coffee with like a trump flag tied to your neck like skipping through the capitol yeah this had nothing to do with a revolution and everything with trying to get in the way of democracy and bully Uh, themselves around like i i just fucking what is so rich like a red velvet cake to me is like when Target was being broken into and looted, oh my God, was Facebook up in arms, hysterical crying, mm-hmm. their precious dear Target. How could these thugs do this? Target, a corporation, a, a business, faceless, a yeah. faceless business. Meanwhile, our nation's capital, our nation's fucking capital Windows which have seen history broken, beaten, ripped off, stolen, pillaged, whatever you want to call it, ransacked, whatever, going through documentation of like senators' mm-hmm. letters, personal oh, yeah. information. Pelosi's office was trash. All of it's trash. People were stealing shit, like stealing documents from their desks. I didn't hear a single bitch cry. I didn't see the same outcry for actual, actual threats against our nation. Yeah, and look at the look at the vocabulary we even use. Like the people who went to Target were thugs, Mm -hmm. gangsters, criminals, and then you see these people going, and it's like even the narrative that we're using for them is like okay, like fucking Trump supporters, Proud Boys, like. Mm -hmm way different like yeah even that connotation doesn't equate to criminals even yeah like even like so it's like what even the way that we're taught to think about it like yeah. language drives the way a culture thinks yeah so even like and i've been trying to be like no the the separatists are doing this but yeah. it's oh man the like, separatist is a good it, that's a good term as well as domestic terrorist i think yeah. it hurts people's yeah. feelings when you say it and i think that needs to be the point because mm-hmm. like Someone stole $300 worth of jackets from Target and broke some windows. Boo-hoo. Someone stole documentation from Nancy Pelosi's desk. That's a fucking national security risk. It's the same people who said that Edward Snowden, like, betrayed the secrets of America. So he put, like, American soldiers' lives at risk. But you can literally steal shit out of, like, the Speaker of the House. Yeah. It's It's just, like... I obviously hypocrisy has always been the richest trait of yeah these separatists but seeing it in such blatant and obvious and in your face action is it reminds me of dealing with someone who is bipolar and is not taking their medications and is on a manic fit yeah like on a manic episode tm Because it's like you go one plus one is two and they will look you dead in the eyes with the sternest voice and say no it's not it's seven and you're like actually this isn't up for debate yeah and it's like how do you even fucking talk yeah you can't like like you can't and that's like 
I hate to be a pessimist. And like, let me also get this out of the way. Cosplaying as a bleeding heart patriot online has been a joy to me. But as some of us may know, I fucking hate our government. And um, of course, I wanted to see some people ruffle some feathers. Mm -hmm. Did I want it to be fucking modern day North American Nazis? No, I did not. But I guess welcome to the revolution, you fucking assholes. Absolutely. And you know what? I think I think it is patriotic to hate your country. I don't think it's patriotic to suck Trump's tiny little orange dick. Yeah. Like, I think America's awesome. Like the idea of America. the Let me rephrase that. The idea of America is fucking cool. Yeah. What America is right now is like not. And it it was heartwarming to finally see like the hard fist Mm-hmm. Of like a pissed off democracy, like put this bullshit down. Like, mm-hmm. I know the cops. I mean, the footage of the cops just letting people in. I know that there's a lot of like different mentality about that, but it's like a double. It's like a I don't know. It's like a double bladed sword or whatever. You know what I mean? Because like we've seen all this police brutality against the Black Lives Matter movement. And then when you see it on the flippity flip and all these white people are storming the Capitol, it's like, I want to see them get the shit kicked out of them, too. But then it's also like, oh, cool. Well, the cops are letting them protest. So, like, I guess that's fine. But then that line kept getting fucking towed. And that's that's been like the narrative behind this whole movement is that they've been continuously pushing the line. They've been pushing the line by putting the thin blue line on the flag. They've been doing it by like making George Floyd uh, memes on Facebook where he's being hung Mm -hmm. and they're, you know, they've been pushing the line and then finally like the secret service came the fuck in and they're like, no, this is a line. You cross it, you're getting shot. And that happened. And then three people died of a heart attack. One dude tased himself in the balls while trying to steal some artwork and he had a heart attack and died. And honestly, natural selection, baby. I love to see it. That, I feel like that just made me pregnant. Like that made me like feel a thing I haven't felt in so long. Oh yeah. Which oh, is just I love it. The excitement. Cause man, love to see it. I love to see it as well. And like I said it in the privacy of the podcast's Discord group, but like come for me all you want, baby. I am afraid. You play stupid games, you're gonna win stupid prizes. Just yep. like if I was at some activist protest that I truly believed in the cause. Yep. And I broke through the fucking door and I went to go jump a fence or crawl over a wall to get into an area where elected officials are. Yep. And I got shot. I knew the risk going in. Yep. I knew the whole time that that was the, that could be a possibility, but I would have done it if that was like my thing. Yeah. I would have committed to the bit. I know anytime I've gone to a protest, I know the risk. Yeah. I know that there's a chance that something could go wrong and that is the risk I take. Yep. And I'm fine with it. We went to the Trump protest where the riot police came mm-hmm. and they were like literally in our faces and that was getting heated. And uh, at the same time, it's like, yeah, I know that if I push this cop right now, I'm getting probably, I'm going to have a consequence. Yeah, like, yeah I'm going to have a um, consequence. And I say that is uh, a white, white woman who is very white yeah and um and i the people that were like screaming at us that day the dudes who like with the blue shirts and the mm-hmm. white collars mm-hmm. uh from the university of utah's fucking frat houses who were like we don't want to pay your welfare go home to your kids those 
were the same people I saw. Yes. When the police came and were fucking over it, just getting the night watch whipped on. When the night watch came, yeah. Fucking like when it's like okay, dad's home. Like now that dad's home, you got to be done. And you know what? I I did say I was a hypocrite for enjoying seeing it, and I will try to get through this hypocrisy. Yeah. (laughs) With bravery, but you know what? It comes. It was nice. Yeah. It was good to see. This and this is where I I feel the same way. Watching the Night Watch, Secret Service, Armed Forces, whoever they were, come through on the Capitol last night and just fucking mollywop on these motherfuckers. Yep. The smile I felt. I don't yeah. think there was enough tear gas. I don't think there was enough Agreed. rubber bullets. I don't think Agreed. there were enough tanks. Agreed. But you know, I'm a if, picky bitch. If there would have been a hard line of the non-lethal shit. Mm-hmm then the lethal stuff would never have been necessary. And they drew them all the way. They were like at Helm's Deep, man. Mm-hmm. They were in the pit. And I think the thing, the, I looked it up at the Secret Service. They only have, they have no measures of de-escalation. Yeah. Like, absolutely none. Like if you walk up to President Trump and you give him a mean look and they shoot you over it, it's fine. Like they can, like in the, if they find out they're wrong, they'll bury it, which it, but it's like they don't have to de-escalate. So the mm-hmm. second that what was that woman's name like Brittany or Ashley, Cooper Ashley, Pierce. whatever, uh, like in the video, first video I saw, I'm like, what the fuck happened? But then mm-hmm. there's seeing the different angles. The Secret Service has this like barricade of furniture in the Capitol, and these people are breaking, like throwing stuff into the glass, and they're breaking the glass, and you see the guy there with the gun, and he goes, if you touch that door i will shoot you she like there's no second time on this oven you got burnt you're getting burned the first fucking time and you know what it's like don't want to see it but that's what happens anybody who comes storming the capitol where our president or vice president are in like like trump or pence or not like our democracy put them there like yeah and we got to protect that yeah and it's not a patriot thing it's like the bloodshed of what america has like been founded on like that's the line. Mm-hmm. Like, no, a thousand percent. They're lucky. They're lucky there weren't more deaths, honestly. Absolutely. Because they didn't storm Target, bitch. No. Yeah. They stormed the nation's fucking capital on national TV and they were let the fuck in. Yeah. They should be kissing the ground that not all of them were mowed the fuck down. They were. They were tweeting and doing interviews talking about how they're, this is a revolution. Like, okay. Like, welcome to the fucking war, you stupid idiot. Like, you're wearing, you're wearing like a Hollister beanie right now in Ugg boots. Yeah. And you call this a revolution? Like, you're going to get got. Yeah. Come get clapped, bitch. Yeah. I don't shed a tear for that hoe. No. I don't shed a single fucking tear for her. Posthumously remove any decoration she got in the military. Yeah. Like, I am super pro veteran uh because i think that our industrial complex take gives people the promise of the american dream which people are desperate for and then it chews them up and spits them the fuck out mm-hmm. uh and for someone to serve all of those tours and come back like and what do that like relatively physically healthy mm-hmm. uh fuck you yeah fuck you a thousand like, percent you spit in the face of what democracy means and uh you came back and you spit in the face there are people yeah. who didn't come back who died yeah for the right and yeah. it's just like you shut the fuck people die yeah. bitch die mad mo- and she was a mom she left her kids behind there are people who came back 
super fucked up physically, mentally. Uh, couldn't get the help that they needed because mm-hmm. they weren't an upper middle class white woman mm-hmm. living on the streets. Mm-hmm. They just threw out like all the homeless vets down at like what Pioneer Park again. Yeah. yeah. In the like the freezing cold throughout yeah. all their shit. Yeah. Like how many of those guys are probably vets? Yeah. And you're sitting there saying you're staging a revolution for people like you. Like those people are like you. Yeah. Like, get the fuck out of here. Oh, so, yeah. I don't feel bad for her at all. Nope, not Sucks at all. for her family and her friends that she had to make a stupid decision and have shitty fucking actions and shitty consequences yeah. to those actions. She wrote a check with her mouth and our kids are cashing it. Yep. So that's that yeah. ends of the fucking games. Yeah. No, a thousand percent that. And um, it's frustrating. You know what I mean? It's frustrating to see the comparison footage of what the capital looked like outfitted in its full military protective garb during the black lives matter protest yep. versus what we saw yesterday. Um, if you don't believe in white privilege, um, go fuck yourself and go fuck off the face of the earth because that was the clearest, most public display of it happening. Yep. Um, and uh, it's, it's, it's just like it's disgusting and it just really proves that we truly do live in two Americas mm-hmm. because evidence of what happened yesterday has been going around and circulating for the last two months. Yep. And to sit there and say like we had no idea is a fucking lie. Um, just admit it. Like just you know what I would have more respect if they just came out and said we don't feel as threatened by, uh, you know, the MAGA camp as we do with um, Black Lives Matter. Whatever that yeah. may be, don't have time to unpack. But that's why we didn't yeah. put our military out. I would have more respect for you doing that than playing dumb like you didn't fucking know. Absolutely. And uh, oh, I just had a super brain fart. For some reason, the only thing I can think about is like, how dare they desecrate International Bean Day? Because that's what yesterday <laughs> was. Wasn't it also like International Bring a Poet to Lunch Day? Yeah, because, uh, yep. Because I like to look up what day it is every yeah. day. It's a small joy of mine. Well, like uh, more facts that this was pre planned on um, oh, that's what I was gonna say. TikTok on Tuesday. This girl like did like a response to a video she saw where someone was like, on the 6th, you watch out, it's happening, blah, blah, blah. And then it shows her Googling what's happening on the 6th, and it's like National Brigham Poet to Lunch Day. Yeah. And she's like, oh, my God, I can't wait. Ooh, yeah, so yeah, rough. The parlor, the pussy footing around that they have been doing to dismiss this as an Antifa operation. They're like, no, MAGA would never be that organized because <laughs> MAGA people have to work. Uh-huh. But it would be the an- unemployed Antifa people. And then um, another one was after it happened, uh, or like there's footage of Mike Pence receiving a coin, which a lot of times like people will get is like a a symbolism of doing a good thing in a time of crisis. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like essentially getting a key to a city. But Mike Pence was given a coin and people were trying to like zoom in on it. And they're like, is that a Masonic coin? And they're like, he's getting a coin for finally betraying Trump. Oh my God. Um, And just... The and the thing that's been frustrating to me the most is when I'm trying to get, you know, like talk to these people who believe in the alternative media. I'm like, what's the alternative media that you're listening to? Because I'm on alternative media as well. Yeah. And where the fuck are you seeing this? And nobody will ever say like where it is. And when I'm doing it on the internet, like 
when I'm talking to people, it's not like, hey, you fucking idiot, what's your source? I'm like, where'd you read that? I'm really interested. I'm trying to find the money. Yeah. That's always the thing. You just go, I'm following the money. What's your source? <laughs> Nobody. And I'm like, I'm seeing shit on InfoWars. Fine. Alex Jones. Fine. But like, if you're scared of saying where you're getting your information from, you probably know intrinsically that your information is bullshit. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I've, I've seen valid fucking shit on our conspiracy on Reddit. And it's, I'm like, oh yeah, that's real as hell. Yeah. Uh, but then it's like, then fucking say it. Yeah. What do you have to lose? I don't understand. Yeah, it's because they know understand. it's all fucking bullshit. It's, oh God, I just like, I don't know, man. It's wild. It's, and like, here's the other thing too, is like Mitch fucking McConnell, that oh. fucking creature like turtle goblin he's just a neck sack that disgusting excuse for human being like someone ejaculated on an old rotten stump and then it just sat and melted in the woods for years and then like and then a witch hexed it yeah they kept moving it from climates it would go from like seattle to new mexico it was one of those montages in a movie when like a character falls out of love with another character and it's like autumn winter yes yeah summer yeah fall yeah but it was just (laughs) mitch mcconnell melting yeah like come rotting away yeah yeah that's exactly what he is and that that crusty comes off underneath your bed got up in front of congress and said hey y'all it's me your favorite republican i think poor people should die and I think that these claims of election fraud are unfounded and supporting this quest is going to send the United States and what we know as democracy into a tailspin. Bye. That motherfucker. Where does that put Trump supporters like Jim Jones death cult? Like, where are you on this scale of crazy? If like, that's what he said if that's what that slimy fucking jizz towel said, where are the people who even after yesterday woke up today and were like, Trump is still my fucking guy. Where are they? Are they like, are they like Jim Jones kill yourself with the flavor aid? Or are they like Manson family, like fuck each other and then murder pregnant women? I think that they have created such a real enemy out of like quote unquote mainstream media that they are comfortable with believing how skewed things are being Mm -hmm. like, you know, like I'm like, oh, my current economic situation is because the economy sucks and not because i got a liberal arts degree Mm -hmm. i'm like it always comes Mm -hmm. back to the liberal arts degree and not my personal choices yeah i think it's the same evil thing going on where they're like we're not being told the whole truth here so it's you know it's like their fucking flat earth conspiracy Mm -hmm. like all of it's like one big thing they're like yeah it's fun it's fun it's fun but the gemstone is goddamn antarctica it always comes back to Antarctica, but for them, it's like something is going on. Yeah, I don't necessarily have to believe any of this other stuff. Yeah, but bitch, I can believe this little nugget. And hate it's to just see like it. I don't even. I honestly wish that I could perform the mental gymnastics that Trump supporters today on January seventh, twenty twenty one, feel because like 
the amount of trauma I could just hide and continue on with my life, being able to have that level of convincibility of a different version of reality. Like they've become the thing that they swore to destroy. Isn't that it all the time? Political extremists Mm -hmm. trying to overthrow their government. Yeah. Like if we're for that bullshit now, then let's like pull out of every war that we've ever been in. Yeah. That, like, we're waging for oil right now. Yeah. Because that's the guise of democracy. Mm-hmm. Is what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, just, I don't even know, man. Also, if we want to fucking play devil's avocado, if Trump does get impeached or the 25th Amendment is used on him, then we will have officially um, started the prophecy of Ezra Ziegel. I've been thinking about Ezra Ziegel's a lot lately. Me too. I kind of forgot what all of it meant because it was really confusing i'm like we're on the 13th fucking feather it makes no sense but basically if it's to be true trump wouldn't is not to um finish his term in completion dude what if he gets impeached like one minute before like low key though i'm not even playing it's been on my fucking mind maybe it's because of like all of the chaos but the moment biden um won the election i was like ezra's eagles isn't real like Uh ha 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 You know, we're just, but but now we're in the final hour, dude. We're in the final hour. Any impeachment right now would be such, it would have no weight, right? It would just be too, there'd be too much symbolism in doing it because he's out anyway. Yeah. Well, like, so the thing is, is like, maybe not impeachment because that has to go through like chambers, but the 25th amendment just to like TLDR it is basically like calling a 5150 on someone meaning you're harmful to yourself or others yeah when you do that it would put so like pence and um like cabinet members would have to vote that having him in office is like um like a danger yeah to the country and they all would kind of like vote real quick and then pence would be the the standing president until the 20th man and pence like Who'd have thought Pence? Like, yeah. he kind of came through. He really did. I didn't think, uh, whoa. Ugh. Also, Iran issued an arrest warrant for Trump, and I'm like, Iran's, like, in my good graces again? Uh, whoa? Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Pence and Pelosi, because Trump was in his r- a room watching TV, and it was Pence and Pelosi who were like, get this shit fucking handled mm-hmm. and they because at first people were like well we have to wait for the president we have to wait for the president and then pence flung his dick out mm-hmm. and was like i'm your goddamn president now and you've known it all along mm-hmm. we're not playing anymore and they were like oh shit yeah he's right yeah and trump pouted and he got put on timeout by the internet police and that that i hope that's not his only repercussion but i feel like that's literally the only one that he understands yeah like, he doesn't understand a coup where people die. No. But he understands Twitter um, locking him out for a 12-hour minimum. Yep. Facebook May- got his ass, too. Yeah, and Instagram. All of them put him on a timeout, which is funny and also sad. And also, like, too a little too late, motherfuckers. I haven't seen him pop up on Parler yet. I don't think he knows how to use it. But you have to have uh, your phone to link to your Parler. So whenever they took his phone away, too. Right? They were just like, no, stop. Yeah. Um, he did put out a message, uh, or I don't know if it was around he, like, six. He blinked it through the White House yeah. windows. <laughs> he yelled it into a tin can really it was, loud. <laughs> it was a pre-recorded message on the White House lawn 
where he not really kind of sort of skips around the idea of conceding still, you know, has to sprinkle in his bullshit. It came out around six. It's nothing to write home about. It's fucking bullshit. But, uh, yeah, anyway, I fucking, man, does it feel good to be a gangster today? Yeah. Feels good to be a gangster to just look at these motherfuckers and be like, don't talk to me, you fucking anarchist. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you're I, don't, like, I love America yeah. so much. I love, <laughs> dude, I'm the co- the cosplay I'm putting on, I'm like, yeah. Dude, same. I'm living it. I've been wearing this hat, just fucking wishing yeah, a bitch would. By the way, Chelsea is wearing a veteran's hat. It says, all gave some, some gave all. And sh- just waiting, waiting. No one said anything yet. I think it's because I'm also wearing my Uggs. And yeah, <laughs> it's know. a mixed message. They're like, that bitch. <laughs> They're like, that bitch is basic. She ain't done shit. I'm like, God damn it. Yeah, switch um, to some combat But I boots. also have to like, uh, I also have to do the UG thing. So people think I'm real stupid and they don't get mad at me when I do stupid shit at work. That's and fair. And fuck up, you know? That's fair. Also comfy. Yeah, Comfort they levels. are comfy. They are so warm. Um, also, hey, we, um, this was... We do have an episode. We have an episode. Um, I, I, I think I'll probably try to put a disclaimer if you want to uh, just go straight into the episode and skip politics uh, 32 minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> but there is there's a way to tie it in. Um. I saw a tweet saying that nobody respects Nicolas Cage anymore for stealing the Declaration of Independence. And anyone who agrees with that sentiment is worse than any separatist. I mean, can you blame them? It's so easy. It's clearly so easy. All and you like, have to do is just walk in with a Starbucks cup and a camo yeah, hat. I can blame them. Don't come for Nicolas Cage. Wasn't it his birthday yesterday? Or was that today? I think today is like International Nick Cage Day. It's his birthday then. Look it up. I have been like if that is true, how um synchronicitous. I know. And like when you were like, Oh, we're gonna do Superman lives, mm-hmm. I was so fucking excited because I don't know if I've conveyed how much I love Nicolas Cage. You know. I know, yeah. You January seventh, nineteen sixty four. Yep, it is. How synchronicitous. We are recording this on January seventh. We so, love to see it. Um, Nick Cage, if you're listening. I fucking love you. I sleep on a pillow of your face every night. Before you... It's not weird. Sounds weird. I just love you. Uh, The shirts that I have that have your face on them. The socks. The Nick Cage tattoo I'm going to get. I was like, when did that happen? I'm going to get it. I've picked out out some uh, good real estate on my butt. And... On your butt? Where else would you put a Nick Cage tattoo? Over your heart? I don't fucking know. Um, I have that heart brand on my butt and I want to put uh, Nick Cage's face Over right it. in the heart brand. You know what? That's actually a good idea. I know. Thank you. Um, okay. Also, this is me putting my phone as far away from the mic because we get such feedback on the mic when our phones are near it. But that's also where I keep my notes and mm-hmm. I hate my life. Actually, I can be a fucking big brain and I could just remember what you wrote. Up. Well, good you know, luck. I can't. Um, pull it up on the fucking second monitor. Um, so anyway, if you couldn't figure it out, we are talking, uh, Nick Cage and not just Nick Cage, Nick Cage as Superman. Um, you may have been, uh, you may know it as Superman lives a scrapped idea back in the nineties. Um, and I don't think enough people like, 
know about it. Do you know, like, I don't think enough people know that this is a thing that existed and happened. Yeah. I think they know the meme of seeing Nick Cage in the Superman suit. Yeah. Do they, though? I feel like even that's yeah. kind of niche. I really do think that that's niche because I just I've dedicated so much of my life to loving Nicolas Cage. I'm like, yeah, I was fucking aware. If you weren't into Nicolas Cage, then or comic books, I think like we also have to remove ourselves from You're right. the nomenclature of like an average person. If you asked your average movie, I'll even play this game. If you asked your average Marvel fan currently, MCU Marvel fan, um, kind of jumped on the gate in the 2000s. Yep. And you showed them the picture of Nick Cage in the Superman costume. Also, you costume. said Marvel. Are yeah. you meaning Marvel? I'm meaning Marvel. Okay. Because like if you're so the, okay. like the new comic book. Yep, yep, yep. Is what the I'm cinematic trying, universe. The cinematic. Come to know and Yeah. Love. Yeah. And they, and they got into comics via the cinematic universe. Maybe not even got into comics. Only watch the cinematic universe of it. DCU, MCU. And you show them a picture of Nick Cage in the Superman suit. And you go, what is this? I don't think they would know. Yeah, they just be like. Nick I don't Cage. think they would know. They would be like Nick Cage in a Superman suit. Yeah, which is what it is. But yeah, is but you'd be like, this oh. shit got millions of dollars invested into it. They were three fucking weeks away from production. This got to third base, and got he, and it wasn't even like it got third base. And then as they were running home, uh, they got called out. It was like they were running home, and then the stadium left. Yeah, and it left all the players standing on the field like, "What? Well, we're still ready yeah. to play." Yeah. So, um, let's talk about this. Um, right after Tim Burton's smash out hits with Batman, mm-hmm. and let's also keep in mind here, like pre '90s Tim Burton Batman, you did have Superman movies. Yes. Um, they were what I would call not great. Um, well, and, and what they also lacked was, like what we said earlier, was the cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. The Superman movies and the, whatever, like the Batman movies, like all of that stuff was not in the f- same fucking tier. Yeah, they happen. were different worlds. They yep. could not even begin to live next to each other. Right. Go back and watch. I think it was like 88 or 86 Superman. Um Reeves, Christopher Reeves, Superman, mm-hmm. those movies in the 80s. Watch those and then look at Tim Burton's Batman. And you're like, there's no way that those two characters could yeah. exist in the same cinematic universe. Uh, they were kind of they completely different is what we're trying to say here. But Batman obviously just a swing out of the fucking ballpark. Yep. Like and it doesn't matter which side you fall on, DC or um, Marvel, that those movies, those two movies, single-handedly give you everything you have today as far as cinematic universes go. Absolutely, yeah. Like, that's it. Point blank. We wouldn't have shit without it. And everyone knew it then. Yep. And it was a weird happenstance with um someone named john peters oh my god what <gasps> like this okay a fucking nut so there's you go how 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 right yeah. how and i think the how also explains in the end why everything got fucked up mm-hmm. um 
John Peters, who was originally Barbara Streisand's hairdresser. Yeah. Um, used to work for, um, who was it? I don't want to mess up the fucking, um, the Warner brothers. Is it Warner brothers? I think it's Warner brothers. Um, whoever did, I don't want to give that part away. Um, I will just say Warner brothers. Fuck it. He worked for executive business. Yeah. And, um, he was parting ways with them. And in the process of parting ways, this was obviously pre-internet. Basically a homie looks to him and goes like, Hey. And also keep in mind that he had produced a shit ton of movies. Yeah. Pre- he had helped produce Batman. Too. Yeah. Like he, he was yeah. involved in a lot. He of was stuff. involved. Like he didn't just go hairdresser like that. It's just kind of, that's a weird thing to come from. Um, and he goes, Hey man, guess what's up for sale right now? The rights to Superman. And what does that motherfucker do? Snatches him the fuck up. Yeah. He snatches up the rights to Superman and then is like, here I am. A dude who has no knowledge or even care to understand or research about comics or Superman in general. I'm going to make a Superman movie. This guy was... Everything I read about him, I hated him. He had one good idea, and I'll talk about it later. Talk about it now. What's a good idea? I would love to know what you think his good idea is. Casting Nicolas fucking Cage. Are you serious? That's like... You know what? I don't even know if you'd consider that his idea because I think that's a Tim Burton idea. And you want to know why I think that? Because Tim Burton said, the reason why I cast, um, hold on. Like Nick Cage is like, he wasn't handsome. He wasn't conventional Superman. Yeah. So fine. I'll count it. it. Peter's other good idea was he wanted the cape to be like a boomerang. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, could you I imagine mean, Superman throwing a boomerang cape? Yeah, but the only reason why he did that. Okay, hold on. We'll, no, okay, we'll okay, get there in a second. So Tim Burton specifically casted Michael Keaton as Batman because he said Michael Keaton isn't traditionally handsome. Yeah. And that's the same reason why he fucking cast Nick Cage as Superman. Because he said, I didn't want like the chiseled jaw mm-hmm. male model Superman. Right. I wanted this man is an alien. I wanted yeah. someone kind of weird. That's a Tim Burton idea that has nothing to do you know, with John fucking Peters. And John that's Peters. why Tim Burton and Nick Cage are like BFFs to this day. So uh, the funny thing about Peters is he took credit for Michael Keaton being cast as well. Because I think the exact quote he gave. He's not conventionally handsome. John Peters, no. No, Michael Keaton. John Peters saying that about Michael Keaton. Yeah, so Tim Burton was like, Michael Keaton is just this guy. He's cool. This is why I cast him. John Peters comes in swinging, and he's like, no, 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 no. Tim Burton, that was all on me, because Michael Keaton has the killer look in his eye, and I have that too, because I've been in the streets, is what this coiffed hairdresser (sighs) was saying. Uh, Because he was like, I know a man who can like, has the look of a killer in his eyes. And he's like, and I know it because I see it too in myself. God, anyone just look up John Peters. He's such a little bitch made ass. Like, look at that fucker. He was, wait, not only was he Barbara Streisand's hairdresser, he was... He married Pam Anderson too? What? This guy's got like Ron Jeremy vibes. Who is this man? This he, guy is a clean cut so Ron it says, Jeremy. It says partner Barbara Streisand, 73 to 82. Spouse... Pam Anderson. <gasps> I think 20, recently 20, 20, 20, 20, 20 to 20. This is the guy. I read about this. Pam Anderson married a millionaire. I did not realize it was John Peters or she married a billionaire. Married him for like 12 hours. 
he paid off all her fucking debt and then she left his ass. <gasps> I had no idea. Oh this my motherfucker god! Here. So that's oh the hero god. that Gotham fucking needed was Pam Anderson. Anderson. Pam Anderson. It always yeah. is. So I gave that baseball analogy earlier. Everyone's standing on the field. John Peters is there. Like I, this is my field. And then mm-hmm. Pamela Anderson comes in and just fucking robs him. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. What a bad bitch. So. I just want to say, though, that, like, the idea of an outsider Superman is such a good fucking idea. Because every time I talk to people who don't, who haven't really read good Superman comics, are always like, I don't like Superman. And it hurts my heart to hear it. Yeah. Because Superman um, is a necessity to the DC universe. Because you have the big three. Um Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman's always been the fighter. She's mm-hmm. the one who scraps. She's the one who in Tower of Babel, when all their weaknesses get, um, like, they just get called out and then people try to get them on their weaknesses. Exploited. Yeah, exploited. That's it. Her weakness is exploited and it's unthinking she's fighting and she is like, I'll fight to the fucking death. And that's how her weakness gets exploited is like, Make someone make Wonder Woman think she's fighting someone who's her equal and she won't stop. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, Diana's going to kill herself fighting this person. Um, so she's always been the muscle of the DC universe. And then you have Batman comes in. He's the fucking detective. He's the brains. He's the one who drives forth the intelligence. And then you're like, okay, well, then what does that make Superman? Like, you have the muscle, you have the brains. Well, dude, super, and it's going to sound so fucking cheesy, but he's like the heart and soul of the DC universe. He is to DC what Captain America is to Marvel. And like, yeah. you have to fill that hole. And there have been things done, as we'll talk about this movie, where they want to go into the death of Superman. Mm-hmm. But when Superman isn't there, it's obvious that something's fucked up. And they've tried to do it in the recent movies, and they've done terrible because they're not pulling from the proper comic book sources. And this could be the whole podcast. I'm sorry for the tangent. It's fine. But even like read kingdom come and see what a world without fucking Superman looks like. Yeah. Uh, and he's there. He just isn't doing anything. Like he's retired to be a farmer and see how everything fucked up gets or read the nail, which is a world without Superman or read Superman red sun where he Superman lands in communist Russia instead of the United States. That's a States. fun one. That's a fun read. Also really good. Um, just read anything or even read um, Superman earth one, which is just like a delayed Superman entrance. But anytime, like, you have a DC universe without Superman, you're like, this is super fucked up. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, it, the same thing happens when Batman goes away, when Wonder Woman goes away. Mm-hmm. Like, Green Lantern can go away, weird. Green Arrow can go away, weird. Flash, uh, Booster Gold, all of these people who kind of come in, Teen Titans, fine. Aquaman. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, you know, you're just, you have, like, a stack of money, and you're just like, making it rain superheroes. Yeah. But... The dancer on the stage yeah. is the fucking big three. Yeah. And Tim Burton got it. Like, yeah. He, he knew. He was like, we need to highlight. And it wasn't a movie even about Superman. It was no. a movie about Clark Kent. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Being the outsider. And they picked the perfect fucking person to write it. And then they fucked him. It's so unfortunate too, because like it's that's one hundred percent it. Because like before we like start peeling into the onion that is Superman lives, it it's important to recognize like who Superman is to the lore. Because um, I do think if we're only if your frame of reference is only MCU and DCU, um, you don't understand why this is such a fucking stake in the heart. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And honestly, like if we want to talk about comic book alternative universes, the earth too, we would live in right now today. If we would have gotten a Tim Burton, Nick Cage, Superman right after a Tim Burton, Michael Keaton, Batman, we would be in a different fucking world. We would literally be in a different fucking world. Pop culture wise. Like it would be, it would be staggering. And then that would have been your first fucking crossover. And I just like, my mind just starts to melt when I think about it, because what is the thing that makes, and I'll say this till I die. The MCU as it currently stands is stronger than the DCU period. But DC comics will fucking spit and stomp on the grave of any Marvel series in the history to current day period point blank that's it dc storylines and dc characters are harder hitting more relatable they push buttons they break molds they're always the first to do something Mm -hmm. it's you anything good that you experience in comic books came from someone in dc writing it first and i think the one that everyone catches on to the quickest is that dc is dark Mm-hmm. And it's gritty yep. and it's real and it's ugly. And that's why you fucking like it. And that's why Tim Burton's Batman's are the best DC movies because you're getting grimy black and white Gotham. You're getting yep. the penguin spewing black ooze out of his fucking mouth. Like that is Gotham. And that's why you fucking like it. And to think that we would have gotten a DC lens with a Tim Burton Superman, even unrelated to Nick Cage, wild. Put that motherfucker in. And then they were thinking Courtney Cox for Lois Lane. They're thinking, yeah, Courtney Cox or uh, Sandra Bullock. And there was one more. Um, uh, uh, Julianne Moore. Yeah. And then they wanted Jimmy Olsen to be played by Chris Rock. Fucking awesome. Which would have been great. Jim Carrey or Christopher Walken as Brainiac and Kevin Spacey as Lex Luthor. Awesome. Not so much Kevin Spacey now that we know what we know about him. I know. But then uh, back then, back then pre-pedophile. Yeah. um, That would have been a knockout. That's a knockout casting. Not Jim Carrey. Let's jazz on Jim Carrey. Yeah. Walken. Christopher Walken 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 is Brainiac. Brainiac. Um, I also want to do a really quick highlight on Brainiac because Brainiac is fucking dope. Uh, So there's a lot of different... um, There's different origin stories for Brainiac. Like, it happens all the time. But uh, in a nutshell, he was created by a guy named Otto Binder and Al Plastino. And he debuted in uh, Action Comics in 1958. Like, Mm -hmm. he's an old motherfucker. And he... For is ranked the 17th best like villain of all time, and it's so weird because I like don't hear about him as much as I hear about like what Vader or like Hans Gupta mm-hmm. and all these other villains. But this guy is fucking dope. Um, in the modern, I'm gonna say his modern name origin, um, because it's the one that they probably maybe would have twisted up in the movie because it was a very mind melded thing that they were going with. Mm-hmm. Was that he was a uh, a scientist from the planet Kulon and his name was Vril Dox and he was sentenced for, to death for being a fuck and in his last moments of death his brain connected to a sideshow freak named Milton Moses Fine who was called the Amazing Brainiac and when their minds melded you got the insane alien 
and the insane sideshow guy, and that was the Brainiac, and he would have been played by fucking Christopher Walken. Yeah, it would have been fucking cool. And then, like, to jump ahead a little bit, um, in the Superman Lives script, they wanted Lex Luthor and Brainiac to meld together and literally become a two-in-one yeah, person villain. Lexiac is what they were going to yeah, call it. Like, Something insane. Come the fuck on. Right next to Doomsday, boy. And boy. The Doomsday was going to be this like melded together thing that would have been faces of all the people Superman knew in his life. Yeah. Which is ultimately Just, the best. That is Superman's true kryptonite is fucking yeah. having to face the people he cares about. And oh, just it's okay. So let's pump the brakes a little bit. Yeah, we should probably, yeah, we should so, probably start with what? Kev, Kevin, Smith? Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith at this time had put out like, I don't know if he had done chasing Amy yet, but he had for sure like done clerks. Clerks. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of like known in the industry that he was a comic book guy, obviously. Um, and he was talking to someone about a completely different movie about Beetlejuice goes to Hawaii. Beetlejuice goes to Hawaii. How could I forget? And that's how the Tim Burton, this is how it's all connected. They were talking about Beetlejuice goes to Hawaii. Thank God that never fucking happened. Yeah. What well, an atrocity. And Kevin Smith was like, does it need to be redone? Yeah. Kevin Smith said, Tim Burton has the formula. Why are you trying to do it yeah. again? It was like ver- kind of and then the a paraphrase. Like, Speaking of Tim Burton. Guess what I heard he's doing. Yeah. Superman Lives. And or not even Superman Lives. At that time, it was called Superman, Superman Reborn. Oh, Reborn. It, right. Yeah. It went. Terrible. So in the history of things, it went Superman Reborn. Superman Lives as named by Kevin Smith. And then Superman Returns would inevitably yeah. John Peters put out in 05, I think. Terrible. Um, And he goes, by the way, you know, guess what fucking Tim Burton's doing? And then Kevin Smith goes, no fucking shit, huh? And then by, uh, well, we'll say the gift of the gab, he ends up in a meeting. He credits this to an offhand joke that was made, I think it was in Mallrats, where they make a joke about a kryptonite condom. And the person was like, oh yeah, you know about Superman. You made a joke about a kryptonite condom once. And Kevin Smith is like, that launched my fucking career (laughs) making all this money writing the script that never was. So... Three scripts existed. I'm blanking on the original dude's name, but it, Gregory. All I know is Gregory. Gregory. Uh, Dan Gilroy. And, um, maybe. And Wesley Strict and Kevin Smith, I think. are the Because it was like the first script, Superman Reborn, was already in yeah. the hands of John Peters. It was that, the, that was the OG. OG. Who did, yeah, the stuff with Christopher Reeves. Yeah. Yes. And um, Kevin Smith looked at that and was like, no fucking way. Yeah. And then... Because it was Kev- bad. It was horrible. There's a scene where Superman's like telling his psychiatrist like I'm Superman and the psychiatrist like no you're not you're in therapy yeah Superman would never go to therapy yeah which would not have aged well yeah that was gonna be a fucking opening scene in that first run of the script and Kevin Smith was like uh if you want the dagger to kill the entire franchise Mm -hmm. that would have been it Yep. Like what the fuck? So he was able to write his script, which he, um, which was in 1996, and um, yeah, I wrote that there. There was a scene where Clark Kent was in therapy, and um, Kevin Smith gave them his fanboy 
script. Like it was co- completely from source material. It would have been so fucking good. Yeah. Too. Well, and even they were like, where'd you get the source material for this? And he's like, from the comic books. Yeah. And they were like, weird. They, like, they didn't, they didn't think that that was a viable source. Yeah. And like Kevin Smith even said, like quote, get the comic book writers in here to help you guys. When he read that yeah. first script and they literally said to him, the comics have nothing to do with the movies. And Kevin Smith was like, bro, what the fuck? And so then he starts writing the script. He's literally going off of full source material being the comics. Yeah. Like he goes off of the death of Superman. Yeah. Which was huge. Yeah. Everybody knows about it. If you don't know about it, I guarantee you fucking know about it. This is the reason why the comic boom happened in the 90s was because comic book sales were doing real shitty and everybody was like, I don't want to read Superman. He's boring because mm-hmm. literally no one can kill him. Yeah. And DC was like, oh, well, then we'll kill him. The media gets a hold of it and is like, oh, the biggest comic book event in history is happening. Everybody goes to their comic shops. It's the infamous black bag Superman. Mm-hmm. They buy of all of them. Fucking all of them get bought. And then they try to turn around and resell them. And it was like the... It was like a, an inflation bubble just waiting to burst. And that's exactly what happened was they buy these comics and then you can get, go look on eBay. They're a dollar. People thought these things would put their kids through college. <laughs> and it was like the great comic boom. And it fucked the industry so bad. Yeah. Like the thing that ended up saving, saving? No, Superman didn't save DC. But uh, it gave it a little spark back. A little spark. Uh, but to think that Superman almost killed DC fun it's poetry it is poetry and then of course um if you know anything even if you think you know or you may not know like uh this is superman the death of superman is uh coming back with the black suit if you've ever seen superman in the black suit that's that's the storyline we're talking about here and he done did it first because the clone war or the clone saga where Spider-Man comes back in the black suit, you best believe happened after the death of Superman. Absolutely. And the death of Superman was iconic. It did save DC. I was being facetious when I was like, Superman almost killed it. Um, the guy who the guy who wrote it, uh, super talented, uh, something, where is it? I have it written down. But um, it was just a huge comic book event that Kevin Smith was like, let's just fucking do that. It's yeah. got, and he packed it full of everybody from the comic books he bet it was the first crossover in the movies yeah it was going to be because um it was going to be one of the first crossovers because after superman's funeral well during superman's funeral he was going to have batman in the crowd and then after superman's funeral he was going to have batman in costume like you were going to see um bruce wayne at the funeral and then you were going to have batman full batman cowl hacking into um like a fucking what are those called those like the like screen like Times square yeah like it's for like yeah. tvs everywhere yeah like the yeah like tvs he everywhere was, he was fucking, gonna take over broadcasting yeah he was gonna period. broadcast a message to the people and say like you know um some sorry like uh, you're hurting yeah you know you've lost your light blah 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 and that alone is just makes my brain turn to liquid and come out of my fucking ears. And like, that's what Kevin Smith wrote. Right. And then. Oh, Dan Jurgens is who wrote it. I don't know why I was having such a point. There you go. And then John Peters, because he's a fucking weirdo. Um, 
forces Kevin Smith to come over and read the script to him. This was so wild to hear about. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Can you imagine? (laughs) you fucking imagine? And then Kevin Smith is all like to his like publicist or whoever manager is like, wait, what? Yeah, he like made a joke like, does he want me to read him a bed night story too? Or like, yeah. No, he really wants you to come over and read it. And then it goes from like the Kevin Smith and the guy interviewing him being like, what the fuck? To this guy being like, I'm a visual person. <laughs> I'm an artiste. He's such a fucking everybody. cuck. Yeah, and like while Kevin Smith is reading him the script, he's directing it with his hands, like like a miming maestro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yes, I see yeah. it now. He was Queen's gambiting. He was laying yeah. on the ground, looking up at the yeah. ceiling and watching <laughs> yeah, the fucking chess pieces. He took a fucking pill that made him high. Yeah, like literally. And so, first of all, that's awkward as shit. And then this creepy motherfucker has the audacity to be like, oh, wait, 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 three things. Oh, my God. Three things. Can I say the first one? Please. Superman can't fucking fly. Number ever. one. Period. Point blank. Number one. He doesn't fly in this movie. Why? Too expensive. Also, it doesn't look good. Also, it's really hard to make look real. So fuck you. And Kevin Smith was like, he can't fly ever. And he's like, no, fuck you. Yeah. And then that was the first thing. Superman first cannot rule. fly. Superman can't fly. Number two, another tough one. No suit. Which suit? The suit, the bitch. Suit. The one you're thinking of. Not just a suit. The blue the suit. and red. The blue the and suit. red. The suit. The fucking suit. No suit. Third one, my least favorite, but also my favorite. <sighs> Fight a giant spider in the third act. And it's funny because like John Peters is like, I didn't say that. I never fucking said that. They're like, not even the spider thing? And he's like, no, the spider the thing is The spider thing true. was for sure... My shit, though. Absolutely. Yep. The Thanagarian snare beast. Yeah, which is fun. Um, Kevin Smith had to come up with... Uh, they were like, we just can't call it... A, like, people in Warner Brothers were like, we, we, we can't, we can't, fuck, we can't like fucking spider, call it a spider. Really? We like can't call it? it a spider. And he's like, yeah, just like it. They're going to find a fucking spider at the end. Yeah. Less kid orgies, though. And then um, Kevin Smith came up with the name... Yeah, the Thanagarian Thor beast. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like the planet where Hawkman is from. Yeah, which is like fun. whatever. They're like, sure, just don't call it a fucking spider. They're like, go fuck yourself. Um, and, and Peter thought this would be the best villain to fight Spider-Man, which blows my mind. Or Superman, because like Superman has such good villains. Like he doesn't have the best villains. Like we all agree that Batman has the best villains. Period. Point blank. Um, but he thought a spider would be best. Yeah, which is fucking weird. And so they made Brainiac into a spider, essentially. Which was also. like, which was creepy cool because it's essentially Brainiac's head on like uh, animatronic spider legs. And I'm like, yeah, the, like the baby that Sid makes in Toy Story. Literally, that's that is exactly what it would have. But looked the like. Tim Burton esque version of it, yeah. played by Christopher Walken, which would have been fucking insane. And like, let's also keep so Tim Burgess comes on and backs Kevin Smith's statement and says, John Peters wanted Superman, but he did not want Superman. Yeah. He wanted the namesake and the royalties and nothing else to do with it. And so um, Kevin Smith is handed this giant pile of dog shit and they say, make it work designers. Um, And also like, Peters, it was just so obvious that Peters wanted to act like he knew he was talking about, but he didn't. Like, yeah, he told um, Kevin Smith, he's like, your script is really boring when he goes to the Fortress of Solitude. So you should have Superman's guards fight him. And Kevin Smith is like, whose guards? He's like, Superman's guards. He's like, Superman doesn't have guards. 
And he's Peters is like, why? And he's like, because well, he's Superman. He's fucking Superman. And then he was like, and well, then why also, is nobody there? It's the fortress yeah. of solitude. He's like, well, why is nobody up there? Brainiac just go. You expect me to believe that Brainiac goes up there and it's empty? He's like, yes, <laughs> because it's the fortress of solitude. And <laughs> John Peters goes, well, then he should fight a bear. Yeah. And so polar bears. Yeah. So <laughs> Kevin Smith had to write in that Brainiac punches a polar bear to death yeah and the execs were like no one's gonna like this no one's gonna but you know john no. peters was like how dare you how dare you disrespect a polar bear it is a ferocious predator and he doubled down on that he did and he was like and uh kevin smith was like i didn't uh want to kill a polar bear i thought that was atrocious <laughs> and he also wanted he went and uh, john peters went and watched star wars and then when he went and saw star wars he's like we got to make a chewy mm-hmm. and kevin smith is like like you want me to just play Chewbacca in the movie? <laughs> he's like, no, give give Brainiac like a puppy, yeah. and so that the audience, so we can market it, and so that we can sell this puppy. And Kevin Smith's like, so you want Brainiac, the Spider Guy played by Christopher Walken, who just punched a polar bear to death, <laughs> to have a cute puppy, to be a pet owner? And, yeah, and John Peters is like, yeah, because we can sell it to yeah. kids. Yeah, and then um, he's also like, I also want him to have like a robot, you know, mm-hmm. like R two D two. Yeah, and then he's like, but I want it to be like. Well, I wanted to be like a gay robot voiced by like a sassy black man. And Kevin Smith was like, oh, okay, so you want a gay <laughs> robot yeah. with a sassy... Like, this is the yeah. crazy shit. It's literally fucking crazy. And the funnest part about the... Uh, as everyone knows, this didn't come to fruition, so it's no spoiler here. The funnest part about the end of all this is the finger game. It's like, whose fault was it? And everyone has... John Peters. Everyone yeah. has a lot of reasons. And it, I would say unbiased opinion it's all john peters and john peters say would say it was tim burton and nick cage but let's talk about that yeah, yeah. Kev, john peters has also said that kevin smith has no talent as a writer mm-hmm. so you've never heard of john peters better as you've heard of kevin smith yeah so let's just see yeah have fun getting one. scammed by pam anderson you fucking asshole you stupid piece of shit um, with your coiffed hair we should also say that at this point tim burton had not been picked yet and it was from a conversation with kevin smith where john peters goes like who should we have to direct it and without skipping a beat he goes tim burton duh he had yeah. just done batman duh yeah and that ultimately was the signed death certificate of Kevin Smith because the moment <laughs> the moment Tim Burton came on board, Kevin Smith was yeah. out. Tim Burton's like, I only everybody knows this. Tim Burton works with the same fucking people. Yeah. He hires the same fucking actors. Yeah. It was a we were a split hair from it almost being Johnny fucking Depp. Yeah. Um but he brought along some badasses. Like he brought along the same costume designers, Edward Scissorhands. The same people who worked on The Big Lebowski, Mars Attacks, uh, Batman Returns, people who normally, like, work on the Coen Brothers films. Like, he had, he brought in the gun. So, uh, I'm sad to see Kevin Smith go, but he wasn't necessarily replaced by people who didn't deserve it. Like, Mm -hmm. I would say they're all in very equal tiers in different parts of the field. Like, he should have stayed as the comic book guy. I agree. But everyone else who came in was super talented for a Tim Burton movie. Um, And then it is, but I will say this is where, like... They Kevin Smith uh, crawled, yeah, so that these guys could drunkenly stagger around. Yeah, and I also want to say on um, Tim Burton's cast, his homies. Um, also, we can say maybe Tim Burton didn't have the best taste in his mouth for Kevin Smith after reading the script where you know Brainiac beats up a polar bear. 
Um, but who's to say? Right. Who's to say exactly what He's like, happened? This guy's a fucking yeah, sociopath. This guy's so crazy. Um, one of I think one of the most painful things to learn about Superman Lives is there's a name, a man whose name is Michael Anthony Jackson, Michael Jackson, which is unfortunate for him now. Um, and he's a concept artist, and he had worked with um, Tim Burton, obviously, like before on Mars Attacks and shit. And he had just been hired to do the Matrix. He yeah. had just been hired to do the Matrix, yeah. but the next day Tim Burton called him, who's his homie, and said, yeah. "I'm doing Superman," and and he left the Matrix. He left the Matrix to do the Superman to do it. Movie. And uh, I just think that really sucks for him. Um, some like shout outs to people I saw um, and wanted to say, like Pete Von Trolley doing some of the monsters. Um, specifically Steve Johnson doing the practical effects. Um, Steve Johnson, for anyone who's a longtime listener, knows that I did a uh, history of special effects panel with him, and it was a fucking blast. Um, most notably, he's done uh, the effects on um, Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. and um, he's fantastic. And the shit that they were doing for the Superman movie was just literally out of this world. You were getting this dark sci-fi I think is a safe thing to call it. Yeah. It wasn't so much comics and campy. It was dark sci-fi and like literally just so, so fucking cool. And I don't, I just think that um, some of the images that people have seen of the work that they were doing on the Superman costume, specifically with like the led lights and shit and that like Mm see-through Superman armor he was supposed to be like inside of that like a layered, matrix goo in, in yeah ship, literally yeah. in a matrix goo being reborn well, essentially and the the guy who did that was like also working on the abyss which is one of my other favorite movies and he's like yeah we're gonna make cool shit like that and i don't know if you haven't seen the abyss definitely watch it uh but the aliens in that look fucking cool and they were yeah. gonna do that and the effects do not look fake like the practical yeah. effects that they were going to do were amazing um and also, like, this movie would have been good because around this time was when uh, the Clooney Batman movie happened and everybody was like, Batman's dead. Yeah. Like, nobody likes so it. So it's well, it's a real timeline fuck. Yeah. Because um, you want to think this is forever ago, but this isn't forever ago. This is, like, within our lifetimes, right? Like, it's easy to be like, yeah, the George Reeves or the Christopher Reeves uh, Superman was in the 70s. Like, but... Also, like, Tim Burton called doing superhero movies, like, Chinese water torture. He fucking hated it. But the only reason he took the Superman film is he was like, I want to take everything that was wrong with Batman and fix it. Like, this would have been his magnum opus. Because Batman, Burton's Batman was good. And everybody agrees it was good. I don't hate the Clooney Batmans. The only Batman that I hate is uh, Ben Affleck Batman. Whoa. So that's, you know, a hard stance. one of the things that people didn't like about the next two Batmans... Um, like Clooney Batman's was that they they sold out. Mm-hmm. They mar- they bat what they like to bring up all the time, which is funny because like I did a full review of all the Batmans and this never even really stuck with me. But like Batman had a credit card, like it was all about like there's that specific scene where he's like he like shows yeah. his Mastercard. It's yeah. like a whole like it's just sell sell sell, fuck the movies, sell sell sell, market market market. Um, and this is where it's like a timeline problem because you had that Batman movie come out and just shit all over everything Tim Burton had done. Yep. And then you have Warner Brother 
just shitting the fucking bed. Yeah, they had the Shaq Steel movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else came out around that time? No, we can't talk I about know, that yet. I know, I know, I know. We can't talk about that I yet. know, I know, I know. But they had just like all these shitty movies coming out back to back. And also like Tim Burton hated John Peters. The whole reason that Batman got moved to film in Europe was so that Tim Burton could get the fuck away from John Peters. So the second that Peters like was on the project with Burton, it was causing issues. And then the guy that they brought in to replace Kevin Smith as the writer was a guy named Wesley Script. And he wasn't a Superman fan. And I heard that and I about like shit a brick, but at the same time, like if you don't, if you want to make an outsider movie about Clark Kent, like maybe bringing in like an outsider writer would be a good choice. Um, because he was taking all of the comic book stuff that Kevin Smith had wrote Mm -hmm. and he was kind of twisting it and he was morphing it in. This is really when it became like started to get that Tim Burton touch. Yeah. And what they wanted to do was have, they kind of wanted to do Superman during the daytime, which isn't what we're necessarily accustomed to, to Tim Burton, but like Mm -hmm. imagine Tim Burton with the lights on and, uh, that's what we like would have gotten. And this is where they started to like cast all the cool people and merge Brainiac and all this weird stuff yeah. happening. And like, no offense to like Kevin Smith definitely did walk so they could run. But, um, so, which is, you know, here we, here we are with synchronicities. Princess die died in the middle of them writing and rewriting the new script. And, and what did wild. Tim Burton do? He looked at everyone and he said, watch Every single thing yeah. is happening that's happening on TV right now with Princess Di's funeral and death. Yeah. And write it down verbatim because I want to replicate the same moments we are seeing right now with a nation in mourning and use it for the death of Superman scene. And that, you know, if I had to describe like Superman, like, yeah, Princess Diana. Man. Yeah. Uh, Batman would be the Secret Service agent who shot that lady. Like, <laughs> I'm here when I have to be, and yeah. then he just appear- disappears like back in the dark. Yeah. And then like Wonder Woman's like the super fun kid who just moshes all night. But then if you fall down, he picks you back up again. Yeah, and then he just goes right back into moshing. And you're like, how does he not have head injuries? It's it would like that. I just but, am like, damn, that's fucking yeah. Wild. It hurts your even now. Like thinking about, and I know we just did the Princess Diana episode, but this still like hurts my heart a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like to know everything that she went through and just being like, shit, and like that's that's yeah. how it feels. That's yeah. how it should feel when Superman died. Yeah, and I just and think it, that was fucking genius that they were trying to like morbidly bottle that emotion. Yeah, in and, DC, tried to do it with their new run with fucking Batfleck, and uh, you can't. They didn't capture it because no. they didn't show what Superman fucking meant. They had who even played the new one? Uh, the Witcher guy. What's his name again? Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. Great casting choice. Not going to shit on that. Good dude. Uh, but you got to show what Superman fucking means to people. And they didn't do that. And yeah. this Tim Burton one would have fucking done it. Yeah. They had Nick Cage dressed in a Mickey Mouse suit with like tan nerd pants with his hair all greasy and the glasses on. And then the the jacket, and that's like the first time in my life I've been like, yeah, I can see how someone could look at that guy and not see Superman, yeah. like when he's in it, because like, yeah, he looked fucking Weird. good. Speaking of like this like suit that they made, these guys made like uh, a skin tight suit, and then but underneath it they had like like plaster wrapped like muscles so that it was like super accentuated. So you had like really skinny 
like skinny Superman who we're not used to seeing. We're such we're used to like the barrel chested freedom fighters. Mm-hmm. But he looked good, and then everything that they did with the suit um, was awesome. And like the one that we see, it sucks because like you look at all the special effects that they had going for it, and mm-hmm. I'm like, this was fucking dope. Like. Even the black suit drops that they had, the costume designer, she was like, oh, yeah, it would have been like ombre as like the film went on. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the film, it would have been black. And you're like, that's so fucking, fucking cool. sick. And like one of the things um, I would say one of my personal frustrations with Superman and even the um, reinvented Superman that we have recently with Henry Cavill. No tea, no shade, because I love that bitch um, is it's uh, it's not viable. You can't. You, yeah. it's it's the joke, right? He puts on his glasses and he's Clark Kent yeah. and he takes them off and he's Superman. It's fucking silly. What they were doing with Superman, because this was going to be a story of Clark Kent, was making him this kind of like trying to fit in, doesn't understand why he feels like he doesn't belong. Yeah. He's not handsome. He's kind of disheveled. Yeah. And um, very pedestrian. And... Yeah. Um, I think like that would have been such a cool thing to see. And they were even talking about like when they finally were able to not get full flying, but a little bit of flying in the script because Tim Burton was like, first of all, fuck you. Um, Was they were going to have a scene where Clark is going to propose to Lois at a restaurant and he's tapping his knee nervously and it starts shaking the entire building and he excuses himself and then just fucking with sheer nervousness takes off into the sky with the force alone ripping his suit off like like the suit he's wearing yeah rips off human human suit underneath yeah Yeah. the the human suit would rip off and the superman suit was underneath and you weren't getting this suave beefcake perfectly choreographed superman you were getting the true story of clark kent who is a person who doesn't feel like they fit in, be they feel like an alien and they're finding out that they actually are. And that's why. Yeah. And like, they were going to play with the idea of Superman, not knowing where he's from or why he has abilities and thinking it's like a genetic mutation or some sort of like human based disorder. Mm -hmm. And I think like, well, not necessarily to the lore, it would have been a fun idea to play with. Would have been great. Like, because it would explain away all the silliness in the comic books about, like, the glasses, you know? Yeah, and the way that they wanted to do it was he was going to be in this apartment and um, very creeper-esque, but he was going to have, like, all of these newspaper articles up, like, of just, like, people who he thought could be like him. Like, oh, a lone survivor or, like, Mm -hmm. mother lifts car off her baby. And he's thinking, like, something is fucking wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And then one day he's watching TV and he sees Lex Luthor find the spaceship by his parents' house. Mm-hmm. And it's the, that like zoom out camera moment, but the like camera's still like close on his face yet zooming out. And he's like, Oh, cause I'm not fucking human. And yeah. then that's the point where that's, it wasn't like the merging of Superman and Clark Kent. It was like the divide of Superman and yeah. Clark Kent, which is what it should be. Like, yeah. Clark Kent struggles in the comic books and that's what Henry Calvill and like all the other people who came before uh, it's like, no, that, that dude gets it because in real life he, he's like, look at him all yeah. the time in real life. He's always going to be great. He's always going to be winning. He's always going to be strong. He's always going to be perfect. And he's always going to be beautiful. But then you have Nick Cage 
And you're like, no, I buy it. And mm-hmm. I think that was such an astute casting choice, too, because, like, you look at Nick Cage and you don't see Superman. And that's what Superman's supposed to be. Yeah, that's what you're literally supposed to. Yeah. It's it's the only thing that makes sense. And I think you would have gotten that kind of, like, manic, unhinged yeah. Superman. Or I should say then, Clark Kent. Yeah, that, and then that he would gets in that story. costume that they made him and he's walking around and you're like, Jesus Christ, that's fucking Superman. Yeah. And then two scenes, like, two, like, costume changes later and there's nick cage sitting in the little nerd suit that they gave him and you're like yeah oh shit that's yeah. clark kent like because there's something about nick cage in the superman suit that they were designing for him and keep in mind the pictures that we saw were not finals that that was a that was a first draft and it looked that fucking dope those suits that we saw him in he looked like this tall linky unhuman alien monster man mm-hmm. and at the end of the day that's what Superman is. Yeah. And I just like, everyone is like, whenever you say a Nick Cage slash Tim Burton Superman, and you're like, people's minds explode and they laugh. And you're like, if you really though, if you really though, because like, why are you laughing? Because you're thinking about um, Tim Burton being a fucking Disney slave for the last five years and putting out fucking dog shit. And you're just thinking about like Johnny Depp being every other character in the film. Helena Bonham Carter. How dare you? Piece of Tim. shit. Go fuck yourself. You know, and we're talking but, about cool ass Tim. Right? In the 90s. 90s Tim. All he had done was bangers. Back before Kevin's face, we found out he was terrible too. Right? Like, never meet your heroes unless they're Nick Cage because he's perfect. Yeah. Also, watch uh, The History of the Cuss Word. That I have been. Had. It's really good. Oh, um, love him. Like, <laughs> and then all people think about, like, now when they look back on this, is like potentially, you know, like fucking. Uh, Con Air Ghostwriter Nick Cage and it's like okay Ghostwriter Nick Cage is so good okay I'm not gonna even start on that we, get, we can start on it right now I don't want to he is so first off he's not playing the OG Ghostwriter he's playing like Johnny Blaze who's like the other one uh, that's like the 90s Garth Ennis version and in that comic book they fucking like Wolverine is like the crossover and like Johnny Blaze is in a graveyard and these fucking ninjas come out, but for oh some ne- reason the ninjas are fighting with fucking crossbows. Yeah. And you're like, that's not even <laughs> from the same country. And then they shoot a woman through the heart, and then Ghost Rider's like, ah! And then he fucks them all up. That's the goddamn Ghost Rider we deserved. And God bless Nicolas Cage. He fucking gave it I to us. I don't have time to talk about Oh, it's Ghost so Rider. good. I'll talk about it all I day. don't have time to talk about Ghost Email Rider. me at my parlor email. It's <laughs> capitalist for Christ at Outlook.com. <laughs> Outlook, yeah. <laughs> Outlook, bitch. That's well, like worse than AOL. I was already in my Hotmail, and then I was like, "Oh, I need a parlor email." So I did like new account on like new tab while I was already Jesus logged into my Hotmail. Christ. And then they're out of Hotmails, I guess. So they just automatically <laughs> give you Outlook because they're like, anytime someone sees a Hotmail email address, they just think you're a scammer. I still haven't. You know what? You can email me at my AOL email too. It's I, I ate it already at AOL.com. I, we're done with the okay. AOL. Yeah, I can't with you right now. So uh-huh. anyway, <laughs> any fucking way, the moral of the story is take your preconceived notions of what and like I understand that I'm that Chelsea's a super fan of Nick Cage, and this is gonna be a tough pill for her to swallow. But Nick Cage perfect. unbiasedly has had a tumultuous career. It has been what I would okay. say is not consistent. It and we let, don't have to break it down. No, no, no. Let me it just counter. Let me just counter. Let me just counter. <laughs> let me just counter. <laughs> Nicholas Cage is the perfect fucking 
Superman fan, though. So he would have gotten his it. His fucking son is named Kal-El. Yeah. Would have gotten it. Everybody was like, no, Batman is, uh, like, Ben Affleck is a Batman fan. He has, like, a man cave and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Ben Affleck is a fucking Bruce Wayne fan. Mm-hmm. Don't get it twisted. Nick Cage is a Clark Kent who fucking gets to be Superman sometimes, and he gets it. Yeah. Like, perfect, like, I, I, I agree, I will not argue about how perfect Nick Cage is through his movies. Never made a mistake in his life. Um, we can put that to bed. But oh Nick Cage, God. for this movie, sure. has it, is the literal embodiment of it every day, and that's why he's perfect. That's the same reason why Chris Evans was perfect as Captain America, because that's who he is in real life. And it's the same reason why Robert Downey Jr. was the perfect Iron Man, because yeah. he's, he's had a shitty past, and he's kind of a piece of shit, Maybe a baby alcoholic, but that's what Iron Man is is in the comics. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. Who happens to have money. Mm -hmm. You can make the argument that's Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. They make good casting choices when they're like, we're going to take this person and we're just going to put him in the movie and let them be themselves. And so Nick Cage was fucking perfect for this. I agree with you with that. I agree with you there. And I completely agree that a Tim Burton, Nick Cage, Superman would have just blown the skin off of our faces. What is hard for people to understand is remember the perspective of the 90s this is 96 okay only bangers only bangers have come out from the both of them we have come off of the tim burton batmans there it, it, it makes the most sense i know it's tough to understand now but put yourself back in those shoes and remember what the lens that we're looking at here and how much this actually did make sense so Unfortunately, Warner Brothers was being hit with absolute shit bombs at the box office. Every meeting, executives were getting fired. And this sounds crazy, but it's kind of not if you have looked into or watched any sort of documentation or documentary about how movies are made. Um, The greatest being, um, oh my God, Die Hard. Like, they were writing the script and then filming the scene. Like, it was happening on the same day. Same thing here. The script was still being worked on when they were, like, getting ready to present, like, the final, let's get it started, this is the day that production begins, like, actual filming. So, like, don't feel like that had anything to do with it. That's just kind of, like, par for the course. Um, But the financial burden was becoming more intense. They were... Like, Warner Brothers was doing the thing that I think any of these big companies do, like, around this time. It's like, they they truly felt that they were, if the next movie they put out, because the, the last two Batmans just fucking ate shit. Mm-hmm. Ate absolute fucking shit. They had gone from being able to market at McDonald's and just rake, just Scrooge McDuck dive in the money to being like we're firing executives yeah and they were like the next movie we make has to be marketable all ages family friendly fucking the formula you know what i mean the shit that we know people like and watch we can't afford to take a risk is essentially what warner brothers was coming off as so they fired all of tim burton's people Yep. They kept Peters on, who would go in and use kung fu moves on people in the office. 
He did do that. Yeah. Um, John Peters would uh, choke people out uh, during <laughs> during any sort of meetings. And he, you know, everyone was like, yeah, that fucking wacky asshole. And then John Peters was like, I just want he did that. That yeah, he's like, typical I'm bullshit. from the street and I've tasted blood before. Yeah. And he's like, I wanted to create an environment. I wanted to, ma- you know, I wanted yeah. to everyone feel the vibe. And it's like, you're a fucking asshole. It's like you're an asshole. You're picking on people who work for you. Yeah. Because they can't do anything. Yeah. That's what everyone said. Yeah. And then he kissed Tim Burton and Tim Burton's like, oh, I would rather would have been choked. Yeah, he kissed him on him. the mouth. Yeah. So John Peters was a fucking asshole and he made Tim Burton call all of his staff and fire everyone off. Mm-hmm. Um, only for, only for three weeks before production is to begin, as in like the first day of filming, the day of the camera test, production was called off. It was the same day Nick Cage put on that beautiful suit. Yep. The same fucking day. And the only reason that they got was the studio cannot sustain with this film. And they wanted, it was like the choice between this film and another film that Peters was involved with. And they went with the other one. Yes. Um, and I... I will, Before we announce the name of that, let's say... I was... Um, Tim Burton has been quoted to say the reason why this didn't work was because uh, they didn't want to take a chance on me and Nick. They wanted something marketable. They wanted something palatable. They weren't ready for us. Mm-hmm. Despite the success I had done with Batman, they were terrified of me. Um, John Peters, everyone else on staff will say it was John Peters' fault, which I can agree with. John Peters will say it was the budget, it was Nick Cage, and it was Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. The studio, Warner Brothers, chose to X Superman Lives and let John Peters go on to make another movie, which they decided was better put, than this. Gemstone. Was better than this. They put all of the funds that originally were um, marketed out for Superman Lives. We should just play the song. How much into, of a song can we play before we get sued? Um, 30 seconds. 30 seconds? Yeah. Okay, hold on. Okay. Let me play um, it. They because just, everyone's going to know and they're going to be like, Jesus yeah. Christ, that so, made it. Keep in mind, um, this was Superman Lives began in 1996. Um, they, they dropped it and put all funds, allocated all funds from Superman Lives plus some into what they considered to be the movie that would save Warner Brothers in the late 90s and bring them into the early 2000s with nothing but massive amounts of money. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do anything about the ad. Try it free. Okay, here we go. Another Jesus ad? Christ, another ad. Oh, my God. You know, YouTube's been doing this shit a lot. It's because they want you to buy that 99 cent... Okay. Okay. If you couldn't figure it out, it was Wild Wild West with Will Smith. And get some <laughs> Wild Wild West. A big biomech fucking spider. Which because he, John, John Peter still got his fucking spider. One trick pony. Literally. Um, 
I can't shit on it too much because I low-key love Wild Wild West, but it does have a different sting to it now that I know that Superman Lives was completely canned so that this could go. Because I like Wild Wild West because it's absolutely insane. It's fucking, like, <laughs> it's steampunk western, and that, like, makes my dick the hardest it ever will be. And Terrible. that song I fucking love, but knowing and it, I love it in the same way that I love the room. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's how I love the wild, wild west to know that what was Superman lives, which would literally put us in a dip. We would be on a different fucking timeline. We would literally experience pop culture and media around us differently. Had we have gotten Superman lives with Nick Cage and Tim Burton in 96 like everything we know today would be different and in a cool way i would love i would love to have known what a population growing up with an affinity to comics would have been if those comics were dc um unfortunately instead we got a steampunk sci-fi western with will smith which um, (laughs) i'm just like that's how we should just end people should be like oh the podcast cut out no that's it. Yeah. That's what you get. You get what you fucking deserve. And you yep. got Wild Wild West. Yeah. Also, just rewatching the first like eight seconds of that music video mm-hmm. really brought back some memories of Will Smith in a black cowboy suit. Dude, I'm into it though. Dancing um, in front of a saloon. Produced on a $170 million budget, making it the most expensive film ever made when adjusting for inflammation. 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 Full joints. <laughs> inflammation. Also inflammation. <laughs> At the time of its release, Wild Wild West was a commercial disappointment, grossing only $113.8 million domestically, not even breaking even, and $108.3 million overseas for a worldwide total of $221.1 million. Yeah, I know it's so funny, too. Huh. is Superman Lives, the way that the contracts worked out, is Kevin Smith made a fuck ton of money off mm-hmm. of it. And also Tim Burton and Nick Cage had like pay-to-play contracts, which means they got millions. Just for showing up. Or yeah. not. Yep. And they ended up collectively making more money than Wild Wild West yeah. did just by sliding on yep. their contract. Um, fun fact also, um, Wild Wild West was nominated for eight Razzies and won five, which if anyone knows, it's the, like the worst awards, the Razzies are where they give out like the worst awards for whatever yeah. was the horriblest, the most, it, it won for worst picture and worst original song. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, surprise to no one. Um, and yeah, that is, that is about that. Um, I don't know how that makes anyone feel. It makes me feel not great. It makes me feel not great to know that Joel Schumacher's Batman, which secretly is one of my favorites. I like him. Because it, he had the bravery, I would say. <laughs> the bravery. He's brave, I guess. He yeah. had the bravery to put nipples on Batman. And I will say that nipple Batman is the best Batman. And I'm, Val you know, is just a snack. I love, I love a 90s Val Kilmer. I love a 90s Val Kilmer with nipples. Yep. I, I love it. I'll, I'm going to say it. The only bad Batman was Ben Affleck Batman. You're not wrong. Batman. I don't, I, I, I can't fully agree because I, that CrossFit scene has 
me feel in some type of way. Um, also, I really do think that we get the Dark Knight version of Batman in that first scene when he's in the crack house and he punches someone through the floor. And I'm like, that's my guy. That's my guy. That's him. That's the dude. If you want crazy, whack-ass Batman, just look up the one where he hangs somebody, like a mental patient to death from his airplane. And I mean, I love it, though, because, yeah, like... Here's the best part. They're like, Batman, you've killed him. And he's like, oh, he's mentally ill, so it's better this way. And it's just the lifeless <laughs> corpse flying through the air. Uh, Batman's come a long way. He has, but, like, what... If, if we're to pretend that the most recent if Batfleck was playing into Justice League, where we were going to have a dark Superman, you... You have to have a Batman who has a morality check. So before you get there, because that's Batman's redemption arc, right? You have to have him come in being a piece of shit. I don't know. You have to. We saw Iron Man do it. Iron Man came in as a piece of shit, and then he got his redemption arc with the last one. I think you should get a Batman who relinquishes power. Because he comes in having... Because what's Superman's power is being unstoppable. Mm -hmm. Batman's power is you can't outspend his ass. So I think that uh, uh, a Batman who sacrifices, in a sense, like Bruce Wayne's money, I think, is the Batman that would have been good. Because Batman doesn't need to have a moral compass. He has a fucking moral compass. And his name is Clark Kent. So to watch them like skew sideways, like yeah, but that's the whole thing of this story, though. Is like the arc that they were trying to go with was like Clark Kent is he's fucked. He doesn't give a shit. He's saying fuck everyone, and Batman has to come but, back and be know, like, don't be a piece nah, of shit. But you don't Superman. need Batman to step into that role because then it just shows that Superman's replaceable. You need everything to go to shit, and then you need to have Superman come back and save that morality himself. That would have been dope. I mean, sure, that, that, that would have been cool to have Superman save himself, of course. But I, I think I love seeing a fucking downtrodden, don't give a shit, old Wayne. That's what agreed. I love. That's, that's my how favorite. He should be because that's like where the Batman character blossoms, right? The downtrodden, the shit. It should have been like Superman's fucking dead, and they're like. Batman, stop. The war is... The fight's done. And he's like, no, I'm still going to keep fighting this motherfucker right here, though. And then that would have been dope. And they're like, you're destroying the entire city. But it's like, Batman, don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. That would have been awesome. But instead, we got fucking Batman going to find Aquaman. He parks really far away. And then he's like all uh, sad wearing a turtleneck. And then you're like, who the fuck is... I mean, this would be a good episode uh, of us just like, <laughs> like talking... About this stuff. The new Justice League. I would love to. Have you watched New Wonder Woman? I haven't. I Neither have I because I think it's going to hurt my feelings. Because yeah. up until like the 25th of December, uh, the first Wonder Woman was one of the best movies DC has put out in Agreed. almost a decade. And to know, to read what trusted sources, yeah. what they have to say about it. Yeah. Uh, I've just heard it's fine for a DC movie. I've heard it's okay. Um, but the most irredeemable piece of garbage is uh, Cheetah. Oh, really? Played no, by Kirsten bueno. Wig. Yeah. No with bueno. what someone's... They like Halle buried her. Halle like, buried her and gave some of the worst CGI uh, ever known to man. Um, to so hate, yeah, hate um, to say it, hate to see it. The thing that's shitty is like, I think that Wonder Woman had the single most powerful scene in... Uh, just like in what it resembled, like what it meant was the part where she's going in to get all the weaponry and she doesn't know what she can do yet, but she like jumps that huge gap and goes. I think it's like 
It's so downplayed, but it's the fucking most important part. And I cried the first time I talked about it like a little bitch. But it's like, she doesn't know shit about herself. She doesn't know what she can do. But she knows that that's her place to fucking fight. And so she's she's like, all right, well, I'm going to die trying then. And mm-hmm. she does. And she's like, oh, wait, I'm a Wonder Woman, so I can jump. And then yeah. that's like when she slowly realizes what she can do. Yeah. Um, and then you'll hear about it just being lame in the new movie. And it's I'm like, I don't need to see that. I know. I don't, I don't need to have my it's heart like, broken. It's like when you're like... It's like, oh, do you want to go visit, like, your alcoholic cousin who used to be, like, your hero when you were growing up? And you're like, no. No, I'll send him money. Yeah. Don't I'll like a it. picture on Facebook, but I'm not going to participate. Yeah. Yeah, yep. that's that's how I feel as well. Like, don't don't get me started. Like, uh, Wonder Woman was some of the most emotion I felt in public. Yeah. And um, to know that that was kind of a... Dude, when she comes up into fucking no man's land and it's, like, her outfit reveal or mm-hmm. costume reveal... And oh, then yeah. they're going to desecrate yeah. that image with shitty CGI. I know it. Yeah. Do, have you looked up Cheetah? It's fucking horrible. No, I don't want to see that it's shit. It's horrible. I just look up one picture of her and you'll understand. Okay. It's the most hurtful thing that I've seen. Um, honestly, I just like... I don't know, man. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking with that one. No offense, but like all offense. What the fuck? It almost feels like she was written in the last minute. Yeah, that's bad. That looks like something you would see on the CW. It is very fucking CW, dude. It's very like Killer Croc in an episode of Flash. Yeah, it's just the CW is how I would describe it. Like, if I was watching this on Friday night (laughs) for 30 minutes on Channel 30, I'd be fine with it. But not in a movie. Not in a two hour and 30 minute movie. That you're making me pay money for in my own home. I feel that. It's like Cats. It's like the. It is like cats. It's literally cats. It's, they took the same CGI for cats and were like, now here's They're like, cheetah. do cats, but make it more Madonna. Yes. 80s makeup on cats. Terrible. Anyway, that's that. Um, that's Superman Lives, and that's also a beginning political rant. If uh, I'm going to say it again. The comic books that you should read that will really drive home the importance of Superman. Number one, Kingdom Come. Done by Alex, uh, Alex Ross did the artwork. Best artwork you'll ever see in your fucking life. Uh, super good. It's a one shot. Buy it. You can be done. Who, also, who loves? I love one yeah. shots. I'll one shots all day. And then uh, Red Sun is it? Red Sun Superman, is my personal favorite yeah. Superman. Really good because it's if Superman would have crash landed in uh, communist Russia, and it's very nature versus nurture. Um, Tower of Babel also a one shot. Well, it's not like a one shot. It takes place in like the whole JLA thing, but like that storyline is compiled into a uh, one single story. And then also the nail. The nail's a little bit softer. It's a little bit more fluff, but uh, it's essentially for the want of a nail, a kingdom could fall. Mm-hmm. So it's like because of this one thing, this is what happened with that Superman. And then also Superman Earth One. Um, kingdom Come though, gotta read it. Period. Point blank. Even if you're into comic books or not, it's it's on par with Killing Joke. It's just fucking important gotta read it hell yeah well we'd love to hear what you have to say (laughs) superman lives um uh i'll i'll give a um i'll give a hail no i don't want to actually because i hate what he's doing right now hail nick cage i was gonna hail tim burton but i decided no oh no i was gonna Um, hail nick cage for sure hail nick cage happy birthday to a king probably gonna watch mandy after this in celebration I'm going to um, watch uh, National Treasure, watch Ghost Rider. Honestly, watching uh, National Treasure is also a nod to what's happened in right. our country. Or Color Out of Space. They all morph into one terrible hellscape mm-hmm. of which there's no escape. It's true. Uh, um, 
Yeah, and um, rest in peace to Superman Lives. Yep, but maybe not the woman.